Welcome to the Compliance 911 Show, a no-nonsense podcast discussing hot topics for today's busy compliance professional. It's everything you wanted to know about regulatory compliance, but we're afraid to ask. And now, here are your hosts, Dean Stockford of M&M Consulting and Len Suzio of Geodata Vision. Good morning, Dean. It's hard to believe that we are approaching the end of 2021 and our first year of the Compliance 9-11 show. It's been a lot of fun and a pleasure to collaborate with you on this informative podcast. So what topic did you bring to the audience today, Dean? Len, I know it's hard to believe the year is coming to an end, but I must say I'm anxious to get another year of this crazy pandemic behind us. Uh, With that said, we'll be discussing an area that has seen some attention uh, because of the pandemic and will most likely gain greater attention in 2022, and that's unfair, deceptive, abusive acts and practices, better known as UDAP. Gee, Dean, do you think that's an appropriate topic for Christmas? We're supposed to be jovial. (laughs) 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 Well, nonetheless, it's a great topic and certainly important to uh, bankers. And as I understand UDAP, it applies to virtually every area within the financial institution. Is that true? And can you elaborate? Yes, Len, it it, it applies to every area and it, it is considered, like everything else these days, very political. It is constantly evolving into different violations and interpretations. It's limitless in scope, uh, applied, as you indicate, bank-wide, definitely subjective and permeating throughout all examinations. Although we think of unfair and deceptive acts and practices as one concept, it really reflects two separate but similar concerns, the unfair acts or practices and then deceptive acts or practices. Wow. Two things already stand out. The word political and wide ranging. That's scary. You are correct, Len. UDAP has a wide reach and significant implications. So it's very important to have a strong UDAP awareness. Written program uh, through thorough risk assessment, which will help assist in determining uh, the level of monitoring and oversight within an institution. So, Can you expand for our audience on the basics of UDAP, Dean? Yeah, the first step is, like most things, is is a commitment within policy for compliance on the UDAP provisions. Uh, Implement good governance framework. Marketing disclosures take a look at. Make sure the complete, accurate messaging, such as the prominence, the presentation, the placement, the proximity, uh, market features and benefits that actually are available and not ones that aren't. Promote customer understanding. Uh, any account limitations must be clear within those disclosures and try not to use asterisks or footnotes in those disclosures as well. Uh, new products and fees, you know, customer value and reasonableness, uh, careful in developing what we call a fee structure, triggering events and avoidance. Um, once again, disclosure, making sure they're timing, uh, timely uh, naming of, of, of various uh, uh, fees are exact and in, in, in close proximity. Uh, discretion with fee waivers uh, and also monitoring the accuracy of a charge, uh, the rates of refund, change in governance, reoccurrence rate of penalty fees. 
um, sales and compensation uh, provisions as well for customer service standpoints, making sure that you have strong product knowledge. So obviously training is extremely critical. Scripting and call monitoring, uh, limit discretion and exceptions. Uh, promote uh, informed choice, and that is, you know, provide balanced product information, educate the customer on their options, and avoid presenting products that will not benefit the customer. Um, ensure proper incentives are, are being provided consistent with rules. Regularly review any non-salaried compensation. Avoid situations where employee interests are, are counter to the customer. Um, balance speed and sales with good service. Um, so you, you constantly, uh, you know, have to uh, promote that. Um, ensure no other inadvertent incentives or unintended cons- consequences result uh, from from those compensation policies and ensure that your compensation for like products is, in fact, uh, similar, uh, accurate, easy to read account statements, uh, um, collection activity, customer service uh, matrices, as well as the adequacy of staffing, um, timely response to customer complaints and resolution of errors um, is critical. The complaint handling aspect and making sure that we've not only reviewed that we escalate it when it is required or needed. Um, analyze for the root cause of the issue. Uh, have we stopped any type of repollution of the issue? What's the action that we have to take and ensure that it, the training is, is provided? And then, of course, track and follow through um, on any of those complaints. Training like we have with anything on UDAP provisions themselves and making sure that we consistently uh, provide uh, uh, training to not only staff, but also at the board level. Um, risk assessment, just like any other regulation that we've seen, uh, the regulators uh, want to see where the risk rests and what that may be. So it's important to conduct a thorough risk assessment, implement monitoring so that we can uh, view our success and, 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 and consistency amongst disclosure and advertisements and so on and so forth. Of course, third party oversight is another real big one, making sure uh, that we understand what our third party relationships are, and the implications that those can have. Uh, with respect to UDAP. I'm certain, Dean, our audience would be interested in hearing more about what the standards are for unfair or deceptive practices. Yeah, I've only mentioned uh, previously that there are two concepts, the unfair acts and practices and deceptive acts and practices. And the standards for unfairness and deception uh, are independent of each other. While a specific act or practice may have both unfair and deceptive acts or practices, Uh, as prohibited by the FTC Act, if either is considered what we call unfair or deceptive. And according to their policy statement on unfairness, an act or practice is unfair if it causes or is likely to cause substantial injury to the consumers, the monetary harm. Uh, It cannot be reasonably avoided by the consumer. uh, And again, misleading disclosures or material info withheld after the consumer is already committed and is outweighed by counter, uh, countervailing benefits to, to consumers or uh, to the competition. Again, lower price or wider availability of products and services. All three elements are required in order for it to be considered a violation. Uh, and so we're talking about deception and unfairness. Are the standards the same for establishing deception as they are for unfairness? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Uh, the answer is no, as deception is, is certainly less burdensome 
uh, than standards for establishing unfairness. Under the deception uh, provision, there's no requirement that injury uh, not be reasonably avoided or that injury be weighed against benefits to consumers or to competition. There must be a, a representation, omission, or practice that misleads or is likely to mislead the consumer. This can be expressed, excuse me, expressed, implied, um, or promised. In addition, it may be deceptive to omit information if information is necessary to prevent a consumer uh, from being misled. Um, a three-part test is used to determine uh, whether or not the representation, omission, or practice is in fact deceptive. And that those three things, misleads or be likely to mislead the consumer, must be reasonable under the circumstances, and it must be material. Okay, so how does abusive come into play, Dean? Yeah, another very good question. Abusive comes into play when it materially interferes with the ability of the consumer to understand a term or condition of a consumer product or service. Takes unreasonable advantage of the consumer because of lack of understanding of material risk, cost, or condition of that product or the service. The challenge with abusive acts or practices is that it's still relatively a new concept, not well defined. Therefore, there isn't there aren't many clear um, examples. That said, we have seen some cases, uh, more specifically uh, and, and more recently, with debt collection. Um, assistance and with student lending and abusive conduct. So do you have any areas of particular concern that you can share with our audience today? Yeah, I, I, based on the experience and of course the, the last few years, some of the things or the, I'll call them potential areas of concern relate to marketing and in, in, in uh, products and services. Um, we always uh, advise people stay away from the, the word free. Um, because that, that can come back to really bite people. So free checking, um, the promotional statements such as no closing cost, uh, credit card promotional APRs, um, those tend to be issues. Uh, contractual terms, payment allocation on student loans, reward programs. Um, again, making sure that our disclosures are accurate uh, and consistent with the contractual terms that are being provided. Third-party uh, products. Uh, credit monitoring products, uh, obviously with ID theft, uh, those are important products. Credit reports, credit scoring, uh, credit insurance, or ID theft related products. Um, are a real big one has to do with overdraft protection. And we're not talking about the type of overdraft protection that is, uh, that is a line of credit under uh, Reg Z, a truth in lending, but we're talking about those fee-based programs. So making sure that we've marketing opt-in for ATM and debit transactions. And one of the big ones we've seen there is uh, the, 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 the receipts from an ATM machine that show if in fact somebody has overdraft protection, what is that available balance? Um, and does it include that overdraft protection line? Uh, inability of the, of the customer themselves to opt out of that uh, type. And then the lack of disclosure uh, on, the available, on the available options. Um, again, a big one, making sure that we've actually disclosed the available options and the terms associated with those disclosures. Our electronic disclosures, improper consent um, for receiving uh, those electronic disclosures and confirming uh, that consent. Uh, loan servicing continues to be uh, an issue. Modifications 
especially in light of, of COVID-19 um, and Service Members Civil Relief Act, where you're getting into uh, monitoring and actually making adjustments for active duty service personnel. Um, payoffs continues to be an issue as well. Uh, these are just a few, but, uh, you know, examples, but UDAP continues to be what I would consider a very hot topic. So ensure you conduct the appropriate risk assessment, make sure you manage your complaints. Don't downplay any evidence of a potential UDAP violation. It will come back to haunt them. Dean, I want to say that I'm glad that these are recordings because you pack so much information into your presentation. I'm certain every listener will want to replay uh, several times all that you packed into this uh, today's topic. Uh, and I want to thank you for breaking down this very important and growing topic for all of us. To our audience, we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. This is Len Suzio from Geodata Vision. And this is Dean Stockford from M&M Consulting saying thank you for listening to today's topic on UDAP. And please let us know of any topics you would like to hear in the future. Thanks for listening to the Compliance 911 Show. If you like the podcast, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you're at it, please give us a like and review to help others find the show. As always, links are in the show notes and you can always find us online at compliance911show.com. Follow M&M Consulting and Geodata Vision on LinkedIn for all the latest news and information on compliance hot topics.